Hi there, this is Dan Jones with another quiet talk from my study. Say, did you ever read somebody else's mail? You ever steam open an envelope? You know, there are real problems with reading a letter that wasn't addressed to you. Of course, for one thing, it's not very nice. It's an invasion of somebody's privacy. But there is also the problem of possibly not really understanding what you're reading because the one who wrote it didn't have you in mind. If I wandered into the offices of some big company and happened to read a memo from one employee to another, I probably wouldn't fully understand what the person who wrote the memo was trying to communicate for obvious reasons. I'm not involved in their business, and I don't know the context of the memo. It wasn't written for me. Today is the second in a series of quiet talks about the Bible. I've called this series, What Good is the Bible? This talk today is about how to understand the Bible. That's a problem for many people. Now, just like in the case of reading somebody else's mail, when a person who is not a believer in Christ reads the Bible, they're not going to get it. It wasn't written to them. It's like me reading that memo from one employee to another in a company where I don't work, where I have no idea what they're doing or what their goals are. Now, let me be quick to say that many people have become Christians by hearing perhaps a verse of Scripture and being convicted that they needed to turn to the Lord. That has happened countless times. But no doubt there has always been a period of preparation in that person's life, whether through contact with a godly believer, or just honestly asking the questions that all thinking people ask at times about God, the nature of their existence, and what this world is about anyway. You can bet that when somebody is converted by hearing a Bible verse or reading a passage of Scripture, maybe in a hotel room, that God was working in that life. The Holy Spirit both prepared them in advance for what they would read and help them understand who was talking to them as they read. Don't think I'm saying here that I don't want people to read the Bible. Read it, devour it, memorize it. But the fact remains that you will never really understand what you're reading without God's help. My friend, are you a Christian? These talks are prepared with Christians in mind. But if somebody's listening who is not sure they belong to Jesus, I sure want to help them come to faith. Are you a Christian? People use that word in different ways. What I'm referring to is a vital union between a person and God that is effected through a direct encounter with Jesus Christ. Jesus said to the learned and intellectual Pharisee Nicodemus, you must be born again. Being born again is not something you can do for yourself any more than a baby born of its mother. Being born of God is a work of God. But if, as you listen to me today, you sense something stirring inside, the feeling that maybe this message is for you and you're coming to realize that everything is not right between you and God, then respond. Call out to Jesus. The Bible says that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call his name. He will answer you. 
And if you do that, I hope that you'll reach out to me by email at father.danjones at outlook.com. I would love to encourage you in following Jesus Christ. Now, I'm married to a wonderful woman. Her name is Debbie. Like me, she was brought up in church. But being inside a church building doesn't make you a Christian any more than being inside a garage makes you a car. But Debbie has told me that when she personally committed her life to Christ, that suddenly when she read the Bible, it was like a bright light was turned on for the first time. She saw things and understood things that she had never seen or understood before because the Bible was written to Christians. Again, that doesn't mean that God never uses Scripture verses to convert convert an unbeliever. It just means that to really understand it, you need to meet the author. The Bible is a book like no other book. I have read a lot of books in my life. I have a couple of favorites that I have read numerous times. I have read the Lord of the Rings trilogy five times, but that's nothing compared to Huckleberry Finn, which I've probably read 10 to 20 times. But here's the thing about those books. After you've read a book about 10 times, you know what's coming before you read it. There are no surprises. Not so with the Bible. I grew up in what you might call a Bible church. They taught us the Bible before we could read. They had us memorize verses from the Bible. When I was young, my family participated in something called the Bible Memory Association, where you memorized Scripture, and then you got prizes when you could quote it to your dad or to your mom. When I was 18 years old, I heard a teacher who encouraged people not just to memorize verses, but whole chapters, and I worked at that. But after all these years of reading and studying and even memorizing passages from the Bible, I'm amazed that sometimes I'll read something and say to myself or maybe to my wife, I've never noticed that before. I've read the whole Bible through more than once. Some parts of it I have read thousands of times, I am sure. But I still run across things that I had never noticed before. Why is that? Well, not surprisingly, the Bible itself gives the answer. Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. The Bible is alive. No other book ever written is like it. It is alive because its words come not from some human author, but from the ever-living God, the God who created the universe, the God who gives life to all that breathe. You can never exhaust the riches of God's Word. Let me share a passage from 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart these in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. 
the natural person, does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Now, the one St. Paul calls the natural person is one who has never had that encounter with God's Spirit that I was talking about, that Jesus called being born again. God's Spirit does not live within, so they can't understand the words of God. The Bible is spiritual, and so can only be understood spiritually. You must have God's Spirit living within you to understand the Bible. Is God living in you? God's Spirit doesn't just come in like a guest at a hotel who spends the night and then goes on his way. God comes in to stay, and God comes in to rule. If you have ever prayed the Lord's Prayer, you have prayed for the rule of God to come. That's what thy kingdom come means. Have you allowed Almighty God to take his rightful place on the throne of your life? If not, you'll have a hard time understanding the Bible. To those who questioned the authority of Jesus, he said, My teaching is not mine, but his who sent me. If anyone's will is to do God's will, he will know whether the teaching is from God or whether I am speaking on my own authority. What Jesus was saying is that a prerequisite to understanding his teaching, and indeed anything in the Bible, is a prior choice to do God's will. You must make this choice unconditionally. If somebody walked up to you and said, I want you to do whatever I'm about to tell you, you would say, not so fast. Tell me what it is first, and then I'll tell you if I'm going to do it. But it doesn't work that way with God. We must submit to him unconditionally because he is God. He made us. He sent his son to redeem us, and he loves us with an everlasting love. You must believe those things to know God, and you must commit to follow him before you can fully understand his word. My friend, perhaps you have tried to read the Bible and were frustrated. I want to tell you today with complete confidence that the Bible can become a new book to you. God will open it up to you if you come to him on his terms. I urge you to fully surrender to the one who loves you more than any human being could ever love you. He gave up his only son to suffer, to be mistreated, to be tortured, and to be horribly killed because he loves you. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Heavenly Father, I pray for those who have listened to this short message, and I pray that the Spirit of God will quicken their hearts, will stir them up to seek after God, 
to call out to God. And if anybody that's listening to me doesn't really know Jesus Christ in a personal way, they'll open their hearts. They will receive the free gift of salvation that comes through us through the blood of Jesus Christ, through his great love demonstrated on Calvary's cross. Oh God, open your word to us. Open our hearts and open our minds and our understanding to your precious word. We pray that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. If you'd like to get a hold of me again, my email address is father.danjones at outlook.com. God bless you.